Grace be with you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We are going to study the theme education. Lesson 8, Education and Redemption. Our memory text, Old Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Second Epistle of Paul to Timothy, chapter 3, verse 16. In the image of God, when we go to the very beginning of the Bible, we read in chapter 1 in the first book of Moses in Genesis, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female he created them. So this is the original plan and the reality of the origin. God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. This means you are lifted up to the level of God. Imagine what's written here. That's great. That it gives birth. There's a value in that. Now, in chapter 5, we read something different. Between chapter 1 and chapter 5, we have to fall in chapter 3. The wife of Adam, Eve, went to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and she ate because... The snake, the devil in the snake, was clever. And then Adam ate too, and then they had to leave the paradise. They had to leave the garden in Eden. And then in chapter 5, what can we read there? Verse 1. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them, and blessed them, and called their name Adam, means human being. In the day when they were created. Male and female. You're only half of God's image as male or female. But together, it's the whole. So therefore, a man looks for a woman, and a woman looks for a man, so that they can be husband and wife. 
we, we feel that we, we lack something, that uh, we miss something. We, we, need, we need more. That's the other half of the image. But then, because of the catastrophe of the fall, as we heard in chapter 3, when we go on reading here, and Adam lived 130 years and begot a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. What do we read here? A son in his own likeness after his image. Mm -hmm. There we are now. There we are now. In the image after the fall. Jesus' teacher. We read in the book of the prophet Isaiah in chapter 11, verse 1 and the following. So there shall come forth the rod out of the stem of Jesse, the father of David, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Parable. Even today we have this tree and write names to the different branches. Here we are, these are parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, and so on. A tree of our relatives who lived before our time. And here we have this too, out of Jesse, David, and then the Messiah, he will be the son of David, although there are 1,000 years in between. Interesting, son of David, after 1,000 years. Now, what about this Messiah who will come out of this family tree of David? And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. I, I like this. It shall rest upon him. People nowadays are full of unrest. We hurry here and there and stress and the next and the next. Till the day when everything is quiet and we close our eyes forever. And shortly before this happens, we discover <laughs> what for? What was the sense of all of this? What was the sense? The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. This brings peace. Peace for your soul. 
the spirit of wisdom, spirit of understanding, spirit of counsel, and spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Now, when you, when you think of these words here, wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, fear of the Lord, this is the spirit of God. Here we see values. Important values, not, not money, not riches. These are the real riches. When you are about to pass away from this earth and your carcass is laid into the grave, what will still be there? Worms will come and gnaw and your body will be destroyed by worms. Ever thought about that? This is our future, really, the only future. If you get in contact with the Spirit, He will wake you up. He will create a new body for you, a body as the angels have. Imagine. This is future. This is hope. Not going to the grave and being eaten by the worms. I do not like that very much. But I like the other idea, which is reality when you have a loving relationship to your creator. Then he will create you a new. New body, new life, everlasting life, forever in eternity through him. Moses and the prophets. In Old Testament times, when prophets wrote their books, their scrolls. It was written on leather and these heavy rolls. Imagine a, a scroll of Isaiah. You need, you need a church hall to <laughs> unroll it so long. And it's heavy. You must be a, a strong man to carry it around with you. So in those days you couldn't just go with all the scrolls of the Old Testament around with you. It was too heavy, too much. You needed carrier for that. So you had to save them in your brain. The Old Testament scrolls were structured in three sections. The Torah, the law, or better, instruction, the first five books of Moses, Genesis, and so on. And then the next section, 
the prophets. The prophets were the ones who said, it's not me. Thus says the Lord. I am only the speaker for him. But it's the message from the Lord as a president, as a speaker. But he is not the president. He just speaks out what the president told him to speak out. President, speaker. Prophet, God's speaker. That's all. Thus says the Lord. Not me, the prophet. The Lord. And this is the second section. And then we have a third one. The writings, as it is called in Hebrew when we translate it. And there is the rest. Book of Esther, Ruth, Daniel, Job, and so on. Psalms. And all these books together form the Old Testament scripture. And then when Jesus came, New Testament structure. Now some people make the following mistake. They hear Old Testament and think, ah, old, forget about it. <laughs> old means older than the newer part. It's all together of the same value. The same value. But some parts are older than others. Because the older part was written in 1,500 years before the last 100 years happened when the New Testament was written. But nowadays, both are old. So we have very old and old. Or very, very old and very old. They are old altogether. But old means here very, very special. They have been taken as holy scriptures. The newspaper from yesterday, how much worth is it? <laughs> For the dustbin, huh? A newspaper from yesterday, who is interested in that? It's already gone. You must read the newest one, or? But when a writing is still full of words, hundreds, thousands of years, then it's a classic, otherwise it's a cake. And a classic literature, this means it continues. Yeah, it grows in its worth year by year. It's the same with cars. Brand new car and then the worth dip, 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 dip. And after some time, dip, 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 dip. Old timer. Wow. Then it's more worth than a brand new car. And this is the Bible. Old Timer. Precious. Wise men and women. We read in 1 Kings 
Rezepte. Four, the verses 29 onwards. And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much, and largeness of heart even as the sand that is on the seashore. Now what impresses me here is God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much. God gave it. He did not produce it out from himself. God gave the wisdom to him. As history teacher, I had to learn to study about great persons in the past. And then they are called like this, Alexander the Great, Charles the Great, and so on. The Great, the Great, the Great. Alfred the Great in Britain. But here we read, someone has wisdom, more exceeding than all the others around him. But God gave the wisdom. Do you see the difference? God gave the wisdom. And Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the children of the East Country and all the wisdom of Egypt. So Israel is in the middle, there's the east, and there's the west. <laughs> so the eastern area of Israel, no, no one like Solomon. Western area, down to Egypt, no one there. Neither here nor there. He, he excels everybody. Why so? God. Gift of wisdom. He was wiser than all men, and then I listed the wisest men of those days. And he was wiser than all of them. And his fame was in all nations round about. So the people knew it. It, it couldn't be hidden. The wisdom was, was apparent. And he spoke 3,000 proverbs. So he collected wise words and wrote a book about it. Book of Proverbs. And his songs were 1,005. And this is interesting for me as a teacher. He, he studied nature, the history of nature. He spoke of trees, from the cedar tree that is in Lebanon, even unto the hyssop that springs out of the wall. He spoke also of beasts and of fowl and of creeping things and of fishes. Here we have the, the structure, the divisions. In biology, beasts, fowls, creeping things, fishes, creeping things, insects, and so on. You have the, the big structure. 
he, he studied nature, God's nature, and he was fascinated of the living creatures in nature, as we are fascinated today. If your children are lonesome and you say, would you like to go to the zoo? <laughs> this is like lighting a fire which leads to dynamite. Animals. And when a child gets an animal uh, for, the, for the home, this, this, is, this is great. That's the, the finest toy it can get. A living creature. It's warm. For example, a little rabbit or so, you can and touch it. A living creature made by God. We love that. And Solomon described these creatures to the honor of God. Education in the early church. We read in the first epistle of the Corinthians, in chapter 2, from verse 1 onwards. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now that's important because just before he came to Corinth, the Apostle Paul came to Athens, the city of the philosophers. And we read there in Acts 17 when, when Luke wrote, the philosophers there, they, they have nothing to do all day just to, to discuss themes. That, that, that's all. They come together discussing themes. That's their daily routine life. <laughs> that's all. And Luke is surprised about that. Just talking, talking all day long. And the women, they do the work, so that there's food on the table. And the hus the men, their husbands, they talk and talk and talk all day long. And when he came to Athens, the Apostle Paul, he tried to, to use special words, so he was a highly educated person as well. He wanted to impress them on their level. But when he came to Corinth, the people there, they were not so highly educated. And he had to, to show the important theme of salvation in a way that it could be understood. Therefore he writes, I did not come with Excellency of speech or wisdom. Some people use so many foreign words that you have to sit there with a dictionary when there is a speech 
And then you have to look up, ah, what does this mean? Ah, yeah. So that you are able to follow the speech. And from time to time, when I was in such, when I was in the audience of someone who used so special words, I asked a question. Uh, excuse me, what does this word mean? Could you explain it to us? And I hope that I can understand him better and the others maybe as well. And then I discovered, oh, I shouldn't have asked. Oh, he doesn't know by himself. So this was not, not, not my goal to show that he doesn't know. I, I wanted to know what it means. So from that time onwards, I, I did not ask so many questions like this. It can be an awkward situation for the one person in front. If he just uses words to, to show how intelligent he is and how highly educated, but doesn't really understand what he says by himself. He has just copied the words without understanding. This is not wisdom. This is just repeating. Ba, 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 ba. Everybody can do that. Even errors. And Jesus, he was an expert in transforming complicated themes into simple illustrations, parables, stories that people were fascinated. This, this is wisdom. Transforming complex elements so that everybody can follow and understand. This is wisdom. And Jesus was a master in that. Summary. <clears throat> Let's have a look at this piece of art here, painted by Maximilian Jansch, an Austrian artist. The Apostle Paul said to the Corinthians, I only wanted to know among you Jesus Christ and him crucified. Look at him. When you have the power, the might, not to be crucified, then what would you do? Would you say, okay, they want to crucify me. I could have the power that they are not able to. How would you react? Let me put it in a simple Example, when you, let's say during the night, wake up and you have a special feeling in your stomach, you go to the fridge, the refrigerator, open it, and there, all these delicate things, mm, how will this taste, and this one, and that one, mm. 
And then you say, well, who forces me to eat? No, nobody. I close it again. So what is more difficult? Closing an empty fridge or a full fridge? Of course a full fridge. Because when it's empty and, and you say, do I want to eat? No, I do not want to eat. You can't, it's nothing in there. So if you have no power, If they crucify you and you have no power, what, what, what do you want to do? You can't do anything about it. But Jesus had the power. He had the full fridge. And he, although he could, if you use this illustration, eat, 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 he shut the door and fasted. That's the difference. He could have gone away. Go back to the center of the universe, having all the glory again. And he endured all the pain, all the humiliation, mocked at him, stroked him, undressed him, whipped him, and crucified him. And he could have escaped at any moment in time. Even when they wanted to arrest him in Gethsemane. For a few seconds. Great light was seen around Jesus. And what happened? All the soldiers who wanted to arrest him fell to the ground with Judas all together. Because of this sunlight, he, he looked like when he was on the mountain with three of his disciples and was transformed uh, into glory. And here again, and I fell to the ground. Nobody could have arrested him if he hadn't allowed it. He had the full fridge. But he closed the door. This is our Lord. So why so? Does he like pain? Of course not. Nobody likes that. Did he like it to be humiliated? Nobody likes that. But he did it. That you can see his love for you. And this Paul wanted to show them Jesus Christ and him crucified. He did it for you. For you. Because he loves you. So that you can live forever in eternity. This is Jesus, our master teacher, who loves you and waits for your reacting love. What's him?